Good morning ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the light of Elenshaya Esoteric Talk channel. Today we begin a new series on the talk of Vedanta or the philosophy of what we popularly known as Hinduism in the world. What is the essence of some of the philosophies of Hinduism regarding God, the source, the universe, our relationships to it? This one will begin with the talk of two basic schools of philosophies that have evolved in the Hindu philosophy over the period of time. Now somewhere back in the timeline of evolution of Hindu philosophy or the Vedic tradition, there was a split in the schools of thought that people started uh, talking about, the philosophers started talking about the yogic tradition started talking about those kinds of philosophies so it was more of an intellectual debate between two schools of thought of what God was and what is our relationship to God right so these two schools of thought were one is called the Dvaita system or the dualistic system and one is called the Advaita system or the non-dualistic system the Advaita system will consider that the soul and the absolute God, source, universe, they are all one and the same. There is no separation or there is no distinction between the soul and the absolute soul or the oneness of all that is. First let us speak of the Dvaita system or the two system, the dual system. The dual system or the Dvaita system is about the soul and the oversoul or the absolute soul. The Atma or the Jivatma, the one which is embodied. Jiva means the one which is embodied consciousness. So <clears throat> it'll be the Jivatma and the Paramatma. Param means eternal in Sanskrit. So the essence of consciousness Atma is considered split into two parts the jivatma the one which is embodied consciousness and the paramatma so there is a higher power there is a higher order of hierarchy there is a order here that's what the dvaita system proposes in vedic philosophy so um, in the dvaita system it all believes, the belief is held and there are predominant proponents of this in India even today. In the Dvaita system they claim that the Jivatma and the Paramatma will always be separate, there will always be an order of hierarchy, there will always be the higher and the lower, there will always be the God, the Absolute One, the Absolute Soul and there is one which is embodied and has limited perceptions of reality compared to the absolute soul. So that's the Dvaita system. The Advaita system believes that there is no such thing. If God is absolute and God is everywhere, if the absolute soul or the, or the one absolute soul which we are all part of, which anyway the Dvaita system also claims essentially we all belong to the same thing but it's always going to be separate that's what Dvaita says now the Advaita says there's no such separation the main root of this is how you 
the separation point of view was viewed okay the separation between god and the human or the embodied soul and the absolute soul so the advaita system claimed the proponents of that and there are very strong followers of that in india even today among the hindu people so the advaita system says there is no such separation advaita means the one which is not separate advaita means dualistic so these advaita people claim there is no such separation between the oneness of all that is the soul the parmatma and the jivatma it's all one and the same if there is only oneness everywhere if the soul creation is basically a one entity a one energy permeating everything where is the question of separation that was the argument there should be no separation because that's all there is god or universe or the source is all there is why why are we talking in terms of separation so there was a split and this strong split in following of this kind of philosophy still continues to this day even in india in terms of tradition this is a tradition which has gone on for thousands of years this is the basic split in ideology in hinduism the dvaita philosophy and the advaita philosophy now i want to just take here into what this kind of leads to because what we believe leads to a kind of thinking and processing of reality uh in a certain pattern there are certain patterns which emerge there are certain behaviors that emerge let's just talk of that because that's the implication i want to take you here to if you believe that you are separate from god and you are not part of oneness of all that is you are a jivatma the dvaita system where there is an order of hierarchy there is a power higher than you and you are the one who is lower than that if you believe such a thing what does it lead to when well, it leads to the concept of god fearing fear of god god will do something there is some higher power which is here to play around with us and if we are good people and do good deeds then we'll get all the good points to our karmic score and then we will perform better in the future coming lives or we'll finally get liberated and merged into the paramatma that's the thing it creates a fear it creates the god fearing kind of folks you don't know what that power is in 3d nobody knows that power we are embodied consciousness so we think there is some all powerful entity which is controlling strings of our life through various uh, stages of our life and whatever we do whatever we think feel get in life in terms of goods and goodies basically and that's what drives ala is here that's what it believes the dvaita system dvaita system has successfully created a separation point between individual and the absolute consciousness which makes it makes a person follow the concept of order of hierarchy you versus the higher higher god or one universal power absolute power of creation so these are the people who live in the fear of god concept 
The Advaita system on the other hand creates no separation of any such kind. They say, you know, it is one and the same. These are all the people who even do yoga, yogis, the rishis, they all say, no, you can become a part of, you you can realize that uh, oneness with the creation. The process of soul evolution is just to realize that connection which always existed. There was no separation to begin with. It's just an idea created in the human mind and there's no such thing which exists in the absolute terms. Now you've got to determine and understand and discern for yourself which one you want to pick here. Because this with its evolutions the way it went in the Hinduism back then. This is thousands and thousands of years ago. So the, this is just a philosophy. These are two Vedanta philosophies and they follow it as a tradition. There are two groups in India among Hinduism. Who, one who follow the Dvaita system, one who follow the Advaita system. Both exist side by side. So the Advaita system creates a concept of more of I need to realize something. I need to realize the separation point. What separates me from the absolute and dissolve it. Once that separation point is dissolved, you are part of oneness of all that is. You realize the oneness of all that is and that's the end end game. That's the goal. That's what it's all about. That's what we are trying to accomplish here as souls. So Advaita people work towards that. What that creates when the person breaks the boundaries is the love of God. It doesn't create fear because it already assumes as the premise. The premise starting point, that's very crucial to understand. Where is your starting point in life? So Advaita starting point is all about, I do not have a separation with my source or with God or with the universe. There is no separation. All I have to train my yoga and uh, pranayama and the different disciplines that I do is to dissolve that sensory and the extrasensory perception of a sense of separation. Once I have dissolved my boundaries of separation, that I'm already realized because I'm part of one of all oneness of all there is. This creates a kind of love of God concept, not the fear of God. There is nothing to fear because Advaita has already assumed that we are part of oneness of all that is. So where is the question of separation? Where is the question of a higher order of hierarchy? The hierarchical concept is defeated in Advaita system. So one is in hierarchy you versus the higher power which you must worship, which you must bow down to, which you must succumb and supplicate to and only then when the higher power is pleased with whatever it is that you think you are doing, it will give you gifts and a good life and a good health and all the good things of life here. This is a concept of king versus subjects, the hierarchical system of power and control. Dvaita system is all about power and control. Somebody else controls your life. You are just the servant. You are just the receiving end of things. That's the Dvaita system. Advaita system, on the other hand, liberates a person from that kind of thinking. It says there is no separation. You are all that is. And you have 
choices to do whatever you like here, to realize that or not. Once the system of hierarchy is defeated, then the person is pretty much free. It frees the mind of wanting to accomplish something in this world. And they do it, and they have been doing it for thousands of years. So I want to take you just to this concept of what creates the Dvaita and the Advaita system in people. And the people evolve and they have kept strictly these traditions alive. And these are philosophies and they were heavily argued upon by scholars. These are Vedic scholars. These are not the saints or the yogis, strictly speaking. Because some people went about becoming just the scholars of Vedic teaching, the Vedic texts, and they argued on either side of this aisle. They argued on the side of dualistic concept, the individual soul and the absolute soul. And they argued on the other side of the aisle. They argued in terms of, no, there is no such thing. You're making all this stuff up. It doesn't exist. There is no separation point because if oneness is all there is, where is the question of separation? So we come to the evolution in the new energies of the planet and how this we can meaningfully adapt this. And it all comes down to two things. Do you fear God or do you love God? Because you can't do the two things in the same breath. And I'll leave you, my dear listener, to pick whatever your discernment and intuition tells. How have you been brought up in your faith and wherever you are? And what does this mean to you? Do you fear God or do you love God? Which one is it? Which part of the aisle is it that you pick? Because if you spend time fearing God, you won't be able to love God. If you spend time loving God, then you will be more in a mindset of, well, the whole thing is here to cooperate with me. There might be some learning that I might have to do along my own maturity as a soul and as a human being, as an embodied soul. The human being is barely nothing more than an embodied soul for a brief lifetime in this context. So, if you're going to spend time being fearful of all that is or the oneness of all that is, you have created a strong boundary line between who I am and who the absolute soul or my source is. See the separation point. I'm taking you continuously to the separation point. If we start building philosophies around this and if we start building our sacred places of worship and prayer around the point of separation. I have my house and I have my place of worship, a temple, a mosque, a church or whatever it is. That's the point of separation. I go and worship something there and there I feel sacred and holy and give all my prayers and come back to my home and I'm somebody else. This is my space, the human space that is a God space. The concept of concept consecrated spaces, right? That's the separation, that's the Dvaita philosophy. The Advaita philosophy (coughs) would have you claim, you can claim this, if you claim this belief that there is no separation and let it be home, let it be family, let it be the earth, let it be my work, God is with me every single moment and I take God every single place that I go to and in every moment of every day. I don't have to go to a place of worship. I don't have to go to a mosque or a church. 
or any building that I must report to. I don't have to subscribe to any organization. I don't have to have any memberships. I don't have to believe this or that. It is always all that is. I am free to choose. The freedom factor is more in Advaita as you can see if you are following my trail of thought. The freedom factor is more in Advaita. The binding factor to the binding of separation is more in Dvaita philosophy. So it became lesser and lesser popular as you might imagine through the millennia, through the centuries in India. The Advaita system became more popular because it was more accessible. It created a relief from orders of hierarchy. The hierarchical view even of divinity, even of the soul. So it was very easy in the earlier, just to conclude this one, it was very easy in the earlier days as humanity, even in India, even in the highest of traditions of seeking sacredness, God, spirituality, whatever you want to call it, even there, there was a penetration of hierarchy, the orders of hierarchy and hierarchical system. Why? Because humans actually lived like that. There was kings and he has to take care of his subjects and of his kingdom. And so there was the God who is the king and the subjects were all the human beings and all the things sentient beings on earth. And he takes care of the whole universe and he takes care of this and that. All of this stuff had evolved based on the hierarchical system that was existence even physically. So this made the humans relate to from individual soul to absolute even in spiritual terms kind of creates a transparency. The same belief system that you are holding for God even holds you for the time you wake up and go to work and you find a king there whose rules you must obey, who collects the taxes, who collects your money and takes care of your basic other needs, right? So that's the hierarchical order of things. That's one evolution. The non-hierarchical system has it that everything is one and the same, you are free to pick and choose whatever you want. So it creates a more wild system where anybody is free to do anything they want and yet claim the oneness in whatever form and fashion they choose. Now, just to wrap this up, you got to understand this in one basic thing from coming from my individual perspective here. The mind being very clever and the mind being very capable of making or concocting all kinds of ideas, you should understand that from the egoistic perspective and the non-egoistic perspective, the self and everything else, it remains to be explored of how much we want to stretch and take this idea and what makes sense. All along, we have to consider this one point. Which one brings you fear of absolute, or fear of the other side, or fear of these invisible things, mystical things, occult things? And which one brings love and caring and compassion, which we talk about in the New Human Being Model series? Which one of them is more rings more true? Which one of them really makes sense to you? You got to use discernment in the end and then figure out which one you would like to adopt and see and take it forward. Okay. 
Alright, so I'll stop this here. Tomorrow we'll continue with other aspects of esoteric teachings of India. Take care, be safe, have a nice day.